0: Let's
1: crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and this is uh, part two of uh, quite an exciting clad that we've been doing, isn't it, mate? It
0: is, part two of what though, Steve?
1: Uh, we did uh, a video. Which isn't really our It's not thing. really our thing, is it? No, it's we're not that sort of video either, <laughs> before people start wondering. Uh, we teamed up with the guys from the Craft Beer Channel. Yep. Uh, which by now, hopefully our listeners should have seen that, that video. And if you haven't, then shame on you. And uh, if you have, sorry. yeah, yeah uh, but the video is in the show notes, you can you can have a look at that. But um, this is part two of that. So we're welcoming Johnny from Craft Beer Channel to the do? podcast. How are you doing mate? It's good to be back. Yeah. Uh, the video was fun. Yep. Sitting up in <laughs> a bag.
2: <laughs> Drinking random beers being handy. Well do it more often than I thought I did when I started <laughs> this whole thing. I didn't think I'd spend so much time dressed up like a terrorist victim. <laughs> um, so
1: before we go into, uh, I suppose, what we did with you and, uh, and what we're going to do as a follow-up, um, tell us a little bit about the, the Craft Beer Channel. Give us the, uh,
2: the history. Um, so the Craft Beer Channel is, is a YouTube channel. Uh, It's been good for just over four years. We celebrated our fourth birthday a couple of weeks ago with Facebook telling us that. We we had no idea. Um, So now Facebook is is ruling our lives. Um, And we make videos about great beer. So we travel the world, uh, finding great beer, brewing great beer, uh, doing beer and food matching, uh, cooking with beer as well. Um, But most importantly, meeting the people behind it because, you know, as great as beer is, it's it's actually just a great foil for meeting new people. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do lots of interviews, lots of meet the brewers and all kinds of things around that. Um, and yeah, so four, four years in, got 50,000 subscribers. Don't know how. Um, and yeah, they follow us on our adventures. Like now we do meetups with different people when we go to different cities. And uh, yeah, it's just like this whole new world that we didn't know existed.
0: So what, what prompted you to go down the, uh, the vlogger route?
2: So uh, I founded it with my man, Brad, uh, who's my co-host, uh, when we worked with Jamie Oliver. And we both worked together when Jamie founded his FoodTube, which is his, his YouTube yeah. channel. Um, and we sort of took a little look at that and went, well, why isn't anyone doing that with beer? And there were a couple of people doing it, like there was Rob Derbyshire, there was uh, Simon, um, Simon Martin from Real Ale Guide, uh, and they were doing it sort of where they are reviewing beers in their, in their garage or in their kitchen, and we wanted to see the rest of the world and what was happening out there and get inside breweries and that kind of thing. So we thought, off the back of what Jamie was doing, we thought, well, could we could we piggyback off the back of that? And we spoke to him and he was like, hey, if it's good content, we can put it on the channel. So we did a, what I look back on now is, is a terrible couple of videos. Uh, we cooked wheat beer clams. Uh, we went to Camden Town Brewery and did how beers made. And we did a Christmas beer video that was, was cringing. Um, but Jamie liked it, it went on the channel and it, it sort of took off from there. Um, and then I moved into the beer, beer world full time off the back of the first little year of that.
1: So so the videos you do, uh, is it's fairly regular content, is it fairly frequent that you're posting?
2: Yeah, well I feel like you're trolling me, because it's supposed to be every Wednesday and it never is. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be every week, uh, but our lives are busy, so it's about every fortnight, every single Wednesday, lunchtime we put a video up. Um, They're usually sort of seven to nine minutes long, it could be, you know, we've been to Russian River and Cantillon and these kind of places, but sometimes we just do a soap session which is just us drinking beer at a certain style and comparing... On the sofa. But yeah, every Wednesday it's supposed to be uh, of varying degrees of commitment. So, and
1: folks would have seen last Wednesday the, the collab go up that, yep. that, that we did, which um, was kind of born out of many discussions that we've certainly had on the show. Oh, definitely. Uh, about murky, hazy beer and a, a discussion that I think we ended up having probably on Twitter that ended up on email and then it was like, right, right, let's do this, let's do this collab thing. Um, so, um us, give us a bit of a, for, for those that haven't watched it yet, give us a bit of an uh, overview of what happened wh- when we sat down to, to record the video.
2: Well, so I've always been a huge hazy beer lover, uh, and I think Brad has us too, and we've done, I mean, I did a, a, an East Coast tour doing Trillium and Treehouse and, and those kind of guys, um, and fell in love with that style of low bitterness, hazy, pillowy, soft kind of IPAs, uh, and it's just completely divided the crowd, like who love the West Coast and the East Coast, and so finally... In that discussion, we decided we'd just do a blind taste test and we'd work out, A, could if you could even tell uh, once you're blindfolded, whether it's a hazy beer or a, or a clear beer uh, and B, if being hazy added any flavour, which is always what they, they talk about it doing. Um, so what we learned from it is that we didn't learn anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we ended up sort of probably where we started anyway, between us.
1: Quite, quite dividing still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but I think you could tell, most of the time you could pick up, um, it's just whether you enjoyed it or not, wasn't it? Mm.
1: Yeah, and I've got to say, we've got probably the most scientific results just sat in front of us yes. here as well. yeah. We're, we're, we're going to dig into... Almost
0: the equivalent of a back bag packet. In,
1: <laughs> in, in, in a while. But before we get on to that, let's just talk about, because we're continuing, we, we tried six IPAs of, of, of varying haze and clearness and flavour and all the rest of it. Um, so we're continuing the IPA theme into our half of the collab, and we're all sat here drinking different IPAs. Yeah. So, um, Martin, what, what did you go for from the?
0: the I, I've gone here? for a beer I know I like anyway. I've gone for a Red Church Great Eastern IPA. Okay, seven point four percent. I think it's quite a, a decent English take on a, a US IPA. Again, more veering towards the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Quite sharp, bit of bitterness. Yep. Easy to drink at seven point four as well.
2: Donnie, what you've, you've gone for something... I've gone for haze. Hayes. Uh, I've, I've, I've gone for Tasty Juice, which started life... Uh, so it's Lerwig, one of, in my opinion, one of the best brewers in the world. It um, started as a collab beer with wild beer called Trendy Juice, and they made it because they were sick of all the trendy oh, beers being yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it sold so well and was so delicious that Levig went, oh, change the name and release it again. So it's an all-citra New England IPA. Um, it's just grapefruity and uh, juicy as hell. Yeah. And as
1: a direct contrast to that, i have on for, for um, uh, Almasty's West Coast IPA, which is crystal clear and as bitter as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. It's, it's really hitting the spot for me. Um, it's probably a good good opportunity before we go into to the results to say, where we're recording as well. So we're in um, Ghost Whale, wow, which is a uh, fantastic little bottle shop in Brixton.
0: Yeah, not so little, actually. I mean, it's, um, it's a lovely space, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're sat in sort of the middle, so there's like a... A, a, a desk table kind of thing which holds probably 10 to 12 people so if there was any sort of bottle share it'd be a fantastic space air conditioned as well yep. and a nice little space out the back in the backyard as well it's, it's which has been grass and everything. So you can yeah, play yeah. football and everything
1: yeah. and a great range of beers as well so we've got one more which is completely fridge. Uh, refrigerated um, show, absolutely demonstrating an amazing array of beers in that Yeah. Uh, and then the other side, which is is, is
0: the stuff that isn't. Yeah, and uh, some big bottles up the top as well. And some very big bottles. Top shelf stuff. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> love a, Love a top shelf.
1: <laughs> Maybe a slightly different top shelf than you. No then when I was teenager. <laughs> teenager, yeah. um, So so yeah. So let's let's go let's go into the results because we, we teased it on the video a little bit that we we'd go a little bit more in depth. On, on the podcast after the, mm-hmm. the, the club because I think for, for the sake of the video, you, you tend to keep things to, t- say, seven to nine
2: minutes. Yeah, pithy and witty. Is, is pithy that and witty. <laughs> is, is
1: that the optimum viewing
2: time? Yeah, well, what we've noticed, the, I mean, the, the data you get from YouTube is incredible. And you get this graph that shows you people dropping off watching each video. So you can see when you make a stupid pun, <laughs> the graph <Right. crowd> just <laughs> go, um, But yeah, so we've worked out seven to nine minutes is about what people are looking for on, on YouTube. Um, we go a bit longer for some special stuff and that keeps people interested, but yeah. do that, yeah.
1: Okay, so we, we, we got a little bit across in, in, in our seven to nine minutes of, yeah. of, of fame <laughs> one, uh, in front of the camera. Um, but for, for the sake of our listeners and for people that maybe have jumped across from the video to listen to the in depth scientific, really yeah. r- really knowledgeable discussion, what they're about to get, uh, we'll go into the beers a little bit more that, that we drank yeah. during the video. So,
0: so, so we, we did six beers in total. Didn't we? So there was only one beer where you there was one universal conclusion and scoring, and that was beer number one. So beer number one, we all agreed, wasn't hazy, and we all gave it 8 out, eight out of 10. And what was, what was so, beer number one? Beer number one was uh, West Coast IPA from Ale Smith, uh, 7.25% unusual number. Very uh, San Diego style India Pale Ale, so about as West Coast as, as one can get, mm-hmm. and I think that was the that was the only one which we all agreed on, fairly much across the board, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, loved it. Scoring, we loved it. Beer, we'd all go back to. I think, to be fair. I,
1: I think for me, I got it. I, I don't know about you guys, but I got that one immediately on the nose. It,
2: it just yeah. screamed West Coast.
0: And I think we've all, I think we've, we've since said it's it's not the freshest, but it's held it well. It's held it incredible.
2: Yeah, well. I double check that October. I'm pretty sure. Um, so that that's getting on for a year old. Yep. and I've not tasted a beer that old tasting that good.
0: Yeah, there is an that as I like to call it that warehouse aging going on. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I was I was stunned when I saw that. Yeah, that date on it.
0: So imagine what that'd be like
2: fresh.
1: Yeah, and, and you say that that's the only one that we were universal. Oh, out of
0: all uh, three of us, about it's the only it's only well, we, were we scored the same.
2: About a, oh no, we weren't universal about the one we hated.
0: Yeah, no. so we were universal <laughs> about the scoring and Spoiler. our conclusions. <laughs>
1: yeah. Teaser, not yeah. A spoiler. Yeah, so, so so that one and that one in terms of all the scoring as well, that came out on, on top as, as yes, well. Yes, that it? was
0: that was the, the biggest score out of thirty in yeah. total then as well. So that was twenty four out of thirty.
1: And and I know as well on on the video, um, you, you guys put up a nice little graph as well that that, that showed the point at which the, that the haze crossed into the yeah the lightfulness of the beers.
2: So I guess I was hoping they would they would colorate... Col- Whoa. 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 Hello, new word, new word <laughs> alert, correlate <laughs> a little bit more. Um, but no, I mean, essentially our, our tastes were not particularly swayed by hazy or not. They were more swayed by West Coast aroma or not, I think it's fair to say. Uh,
0: I would say that would be some, quite fair.
1: Maybe not purely West Coast aroma, but certainly aroma-wise led some of my thinking with where I was going. Um, it's, it's interesting though, because you know you have one of your senses taken away and people say the others tried to compensate for it and it's it was interesting drinking six beers with a bag on my head yeah yeah it may may
0: be more critical
1: yeah because you you kind of happen to search
0: yeah and he had I for me I only had two things to base on what I liked on the aroma and what I liked on the flavour yeah Um, and you really start homing in and narrowing down on it don't you so and I think that just you've got no expectation from the starting point yeah
2: I've, I've said it before as well, so in the judging that I've done, you, you get hypercritical, and even the tiniest little error in a beer, you can become sort of really blown out of proportion when you don't know the context, you don't know who made it. Um, so generally, when you don't know what the beer is, you are much more critical. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fair to say that we, we were pretty critical about what would generally perceive, be perceived as pretty nice beer. Yeah.
1: So I, I think it was... I don't know whether it was critical. I think you were probably just searching maybe a little bit harder for some of the flavors that normally you just take the food for granted because you do drink with all your senses.
0: Yeah, and also if you well, if you see a green can, Steve, you start off, it's an eight or a nine out of 10, isn't Generally it? Generally anything
1: <laughs> green, yeah. And, and we did do our own analysis after, didn't we, and worked out that the two beers that I rated the highest were green. It would
2: come
0: in green cans, yeah. <laughs> it's, see, it's you, want, you want science, it's all here. <laughs> it's green, it's good. So, I mean, beer number two. Carlsberg comes in a great care. So. <laughs> he loves that as well. How does he? Yeah. Get yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, beer number two. Uh, so, we had uh, Steve gave it a lowly five. Hmm. And uh, me and you, Johnny, gave it a six. Hmm. And this was a the Brew York Nuba, which is a Vermont IPA 6.6%. And I think we were, it was definitely a hazy. Yep. I think, we all, again, we all said it was hazy as well on the, on the smell and the taste and, the, and our mouthfeel of it. So again, it does sort of tend, tend to him that we can pick up some of those nuances of the beers even when you're, you're having to focus on it as well. But I mean, I've, straight away, this isn't the beer I would have chosen out of the fridge.
1: I, I wouldn't have chosen it, and I think that was probably one of the ones as well, if I remember rightly, that I, I, I said it was quite juicy as well, and it, it did feel as though somebody could have just poured me a glass of... Of orange juice or or, or, or something to to, to drink, I didn't really get a lot from that. Um, wasn't the low point of the six, no. And just
0: to be clear, the beers were chosen by the guys who run where we're we're hosting the podcast as well, so yeah, yeah, we had no influence on it, we had no idea. random,
1: yeah. Um, it was their selection from their fridges um, in, in terms of, I think they were given some parameters, weren't they, in terms of? Yeah,
2: so we, w- we wanted them all to be vaguely similar, so vaguely similar IBU, no fruit, no lactose, uh, obviously no macro stuff, um, just to try and keep everything comparable so that you wouldn't have something going out the left field, like something that just smelled, like you say, mango juice, yeah. because there's mango juice in it. Yeah.
0: So for you, um, Johnny, would you have picked this one out of the fridge yourself? Be- Bearing in mind you like your, your fruit, your haze, low bitterness, would, th- would this have appealed to you based on its description?
2: No. Um, to, to, be, to be brutally honest, um, I think that hazy beer is, is the, it's the beer du jour at the moment, the, the New England IPA, and there's lots of people doing it very poorly. So I'm very wary about trying new breweries doing these kind of styles.
0: So would you say it's a bit of an excuse where people brewers can hide behind sometimes?
2: I, actually, I think it's quite hard to hide in a New England IPA because it can very quickly go off. off okay. Um, so, I'd, I'd say it's more that they're brewing a the style because it's trendy because they know it's going to sell. And you know, if you're brewing a beer for the first time, the chance of you getting it right is so slim. So, ra- I'd rather stick to a brewery that's going to be doing something a couple of times. So, you know, this is fourth or fifth batch of tasty juice, and I know it's it's going to be great. If I go to a small brewery that's never done a New England IPA before, and there's lots of things you have to think about with New England IPAs. <laughs> it's a totally new hopping regime you have to do it under pressure um, you have to do it at certain temperatures it's just it's, it's not a west coast beer and lots of people what annoys me about people when they talk about hazy beer is they talk about how oh well it's just got wheat in it so it's hazy like, it's, that's the first thing there's another 20 or 25 other things you've got to do before you're talking about a true east coast IPA so I'd be wary I'd, I'd do my research and maybe if I've done my research and some brew York have done the right stuff yeah. I'd be like okay I'll give it a go but generally I'm, I'm Pretty conservative in my New England beer choices. Okay.
1: So, so do you think there's been? Um, it's gonna obviously a leading question. <laughs> uh, do, do you think there's been a bit of bandwagon jumping in terms of the, the style of, of New England IPAs, yeah. hazy beers, and, and like you say, some breweries are just jumping on it, not doing them properly, just just because they know. It yeah,
2: def- definitely. I mean, there's a temptation when something comes out, and you see the brewery next to you make one, and it flies off the shelves, goes way, way, rave reviews. Why wouldn't you brew that? Um, but there's so much research that needs to go into it. So we, we did a collab with um, Gypsy Hill, and the amount of research, mostly on their part, that went into it before they brewed it, was, was incredible. Um, and the resulting beer was good, it wasn't perfect. Batch two was incredible. Um, but the first batch was just not quite up to scratch. So anybody that's doing it and releasing it, you know, they're taking a risk. Um, and I really hope they've kind of done their homework. Um, and you know, you'll find that most of the New England IPAs coming out are probably they start hazy, but they drop out, which is one of the first big challenges. Um, and the esters that they get from the yeast, which is a huge part of New England IPAs, doesn't really smell that good. It can be pretty, pretty. Like I said in the in our video, yeah. pretty flaccid. It's pretty kind of just floppy. Like you sniff it, and you are just like yeah, it just smells kind of generically juicy whereas when you do it really well you get that juice but you also get those sharper notes so it smells like it's a hoppy juicy beer not just a juicy beer
1: so and and do you think it's uh do you think it's a fad that the, the 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 beer scene is going through right now in terms of th- this is you know it's like the black ipa of two three years mm. ago or, or or do you think it's something that's now here to stay? do you think it's going to be or, or, do, or just thinking two to three years time everyone's going to be saying like they are about black IPAs at the moment what the hell happened to those, those hazy
2: IPAs that we used to be I think going nuts for? if you'd asked me that a year ago or maybe two years ago I might have been like yeah it could go the way of the black IPA but now there are breweries founded off of New England Brewing like Trillium Trillium well, have now diversified and they've now got bloody cool shit but most, most of those breweries are founded off hazy juicy IPAs there's no brewery that I know of that founded just to brew black IPAs. Um, and if there is one, I want to go there and I want to shake that man's hand or his hand. Because brave. Because he was yeah. brave and if he's still going, wow. Um, so, it, it's a, it, yeah, it's absolutely people jumping on the bandwagon. It's a phase that people are going through. But like, like with everything in beer, I mean, every style that's ever started in craft beer has been a fad. And then those that are good at it have come through and kept going. So I'm sure on the West Coast
0: 20 years ago that was true. Just to ask a style question, so we've done a series of polls over the summer while we've been off air about different types of styles, what people like. And one of the ones we did was dark beers. And black IPA, there was a lot of comments about, well, it's not even a style. Yeah. Now, I was thinking about it for quite a while and I never came to a conclusion, but if a beer is made often enough, when does it become a style? It's a bit like the discussion between the stout and the porter. But for me, if a brewer call, if enough brewers call a beer a certain thing, does it become a style? Because New England IPA, when did that become a recognisable style? But people get quite hung up on styles. So some people probably only have four styles, maybe, of beers. Others will go, doesn't really matter. I like the beer. Hmm. Where 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 do you sit on that? You? So you 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 like a good well made hazy beer? So yeah. say, say New England and intentionally hazy beers where I. Draw yes, the line. yeah. Um, so wh- when 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 is a style a style? I'm, Great
2: question.
0: People for, got for, really yeah. hung up yeah. about
2: yeah. that. For, Forty years ago, there weren't beer styles. Michael Jackson was the guy that started defining all this yeah. stuff. So. You'd, you know, you'd have had beers made in the Lambic region of Belgium, and then Michael Jackson came along made made his amazing seminal book on Belgian beer and went, these are the Lambics. Um, so I, I personally, and I hugely respect the BA and the fact that they're defining these things, because you have to if you're going to judge it, because you have to have an intention in mind. So you have to brew to that intention. But when it comes to me drinking a beer, I, I call them black IPAs. I could call them a Cascadian dark ale and my enjoyment of the beer wouldn't particularly change. The brewer calls it what he wants to call it so long as it's on, on style to what he yeah. tried to brew. Then I'll go, okay, that's your Cascadian Dark Ale, and that's his black IPA.
0: What do, um, what do you think, Steve? So? Because like I said, there was a lot of, especially the dark beer one, about porters and stouts. There, there,
2: there were. Um,
1: I, I mean, the porter and stout debate is, is one... That could go on forever. Y- yeah. Um, I... I'm not sure I'm suitably qualified to, to, to give an answer about beer styles Be, because, f- for me, th- they generally fit into three or four categories. They're, you know, they're, they're IPAs, their stouts, or they're st- stuff that I don't like, <laughs> <laughs> basically, which is everything else that sits outside. Saisons, lambics, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just put all of those in there. Um, but it's it's interesting because I suppose. Coming back to what you were saying, Johnny, about when, when you're judging beer, in beer competitions, the, the, the brewers have to brew to style, don't they? They have to brew to a specific set of criteria that, that sits within a specific guide. So, um, and I don't know enough about that to be able oh, no, to, to make, make an opinion on that. No, I, I can you tell you whether, us whether us I, I think an yeah. IPA tastes good or not. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you ever. It was I, I, the style. Maybe now, and, and maybe it's as a result of these these hazy things that <laughs> now uh, appeared. I, I could I could pick out a West Coast IPA and tell you well that that's how it should taste, but maybe not so much previously.
0: But it's quite interesting because, like I said people got almost quite parochial about styles, yeah. and I was just, I, it made me think: when did the style become a definitive style that people were style actually it Yeah. You know.
2: I think to some extent it doesn't. So we thought we had a definition of an IPA and the BA thought they had a definition of an IPA and then New England beers came along and kind of shifted that. So anyone that thought that an IPA was a a clear or moderately hazy beer from 5.5 to 7.2% suddenly went, oh. "Oh." (laughs) So, I mean, beer styles are just, it's etymology, it's a way of people trying to describe, it's just a form of language. So, No idea what that word was, Steve. I I did that on purpose. Good one. (laughs) Very good one. Never better use it myself. No. So it's, it's just people trying to explain what they're tasting. So I don't think people should get too hung up about it until so you sit down as a judge and you go right. Well, we have to have these barriers.
0: Have to get hung up. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Somebody has to get hung up, but I don't think everyone does. Yeah. We can just.
0: It should be a safe. It's Don't have to worry yeah. about it. Yeah, slash yeah. Yeah. Style, slash so I suppose that's awesome. actually quite a good segue into being number three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this one didn't
1: divide opinions much at all.
0: Well, actually, it probably didn't. To be honest, yeah. we, all, we all we all agreed it was hazy. Yeah. being number three. And our scoring was a, a four, five, and a four. So uh, you, Johnny, gave it a five, and Steve and myself gave it a four. And this was the Beaver Town and Trillium, Beaverillium IPA, which uh, comes in at 7.5%. So when we said we'd all go for the sort of same ABB, did we just go high? Yeah, basically. <laughs> we just went high. Anything over 7% will drink it. Um, <laughs> none of us were that fussed about it, were we?
1: No, and I mean, this is a beer that was very much launched to a bit of a fanfare as well, in, in terms of Ooh. two brewers coming. Not surprising, together, is it? Beaver
0: 10 and Trillium. Yeah,
1: to, yeah. to produce it. Um, and and we, we had a discussion after the video recording where, Johnny, you were saying that you've maybe not seen the best reviews about yeah. it. And I was saying actually, at the weekend that it was launched, I, was, I saw a lot of very good reviews on, on social media. Uh, about it as well, but having got to try it, I was very meh about it. I think I said it was a little bit of a. It smelled a bit funky and a bit wrong. Um, I, I just didn't didn't get
0: it at all. No, it, it just wasn't right for me. Just I couldn't work out what wasn't right, but I just knew it wasn't for me.
2: I think um, so. The people that reviewed it very well on the day when it was released, like that's context. I think. That's like when you're in the south of France and you have the best wine you've ever had and then you bring a bottle home and you're like, yeah, actually I could've got a better, better wine from Tesco. Um, it's just you caught up in the moment. And then lots of people who've had it in Cannes have been a bit like, it's, just, it, it's kind of muted. I was, it smelled old. That was, so I say in the video it smelled yeah. old and it's, it's
0: damn fresh. Well, well that's the thing. Um, so we've, yeah. had, we've had a beer which actually is old. Yeah. Comparatively speaking for a West Coast IPA yeah. versus a beer which is fresh. And we've gone sort of the other way around, haven't we? Yeah,
2: it was it was. Ja- you said jammy, I said, I said marmalade. Yeah. It smelled like old hops. Yeah, um, which, and and it was it was very sweet as well. I think they overdid it on the, um, uh, I don't know, on residual sugar that was left, or on sort of it was just a perceived sweetness from from the stone fruits of the esters. Just something was jammy and weird. Jam's never a word you should use for an IPA. Without, without getting back into the style argument, I don't think jam is the right one. No, <laughs> no. I don't
0: think I would ever want to taste an IPA that tasted like jam. No, no, that's probably a fair point, actually. I think it's, it's the other good point is that when you are somewhere, say, for a launch, for example, or it's release weekend, and you're in the venue or venues, then you know, maybe it's a bit like when um, you go know, to a wedding, best man speech. You want the best man speech to be the funniest one you've ever heard, and you, you're willing it to be funny yeah. as well. You And then... Even if it's mildly amusing, you probably laugh out loud. Yeah. So you want it to be good, don't you?
1: Yeah. But well, we've we've said this before, haven't we? And we said this at the uh, at the end of last season as well when we did the show about beers you're never likely to drink again. Uh, a lot of the, the comments that we got from listeners and a lot of our comments as well were beers that you had in the moment. Yeah. And and they were they were incredible because of the environment that you were in at, at
0: that time. What well, you mean, like my Amsterdam, the kebab shop?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and like you say, you know, you then bring that beer home and you, you've got it in a can. I'm yeah. yeah. really excited to have the beer that was so great last weekend and then you put it in your can and it <laughs> tastes like a, Anything. Yeah, like, like, a, like a glass of dishwater. Um, so, so that was I think it's uh, without giving away any spoilers um, and again it shouldn't be spoilers because people should have already watched the damn yeah like I said um, wait, I've
0: apologised but why have you not watched it Yeah, mean, you paused this yeah, and, and gone, gone to the to cry it. It. And in fact
1: what we're going to do we're going to pause right now <laughs> yeah. so you can go away watch the video and then you can come back and listen to the rest of our discussion
2: opinions 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 opinions
1: Okay, so hopefully you've now watched that video, that and, and, and and you've you've got you've got an understanding of where we're going. So that was the the low point. Of that the,
0: that was the low point. Of six
1: beers. Uh, what was beer number four that we moved on to? It was beer in a green can. Beer
0: in okay. a green can. So guess what?
1: <laughs> I enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> well, scoring not, wise, not as much as you might expect. No. So not um, much. green can, I give it an eight. Okay. And uh, you and Johnny give it a six, and. Um, we all agreed it wasn't hazy. So to this point so far, uh, beer number four, we'd all agreed on haze or not haze, and we were on mark for all of the fir- the first four beers as well. So, so beer number f- beer number four, it's got a really interesting label. So this is a Jade American Pale Ale. Uh, this has got like fluorescent green writing on it. So I'm meant to sh- shine it towards the lights.
1: Eighteenth Street.
0: Eighteenth Street Brewery. Yeah. Thank you very much um yeah i liked it much more than you two i and it ticks the box looks clear
1: i know I, I i think maybe by this point or, or, or maybe from the start i had we started on such a high that i was then measuring everything against that first bit which which i know we said we, we was going to try to not do and and that that was the whole purpose of being blindfolded and everything but that the first one was so
2: good. Yeah, flavor-wise, we could avoid the minus, yeah, really.
1: Y- yeah, that everything was so so. I, although I enjoyed that, that was never going to be an A for, for me. It was
2: never
0: going to reach the heights of. The first. No, see, for me, it ticked nearly enough all the same boxes as the first one.
2: Well, I can't remember it.
0: There's uh, honesty for you. There's <laughs> honesty on this podcast for you. And last. I think, uh, last, I think I need to,
2: I need to try it again. <laughs>
0: Oh, he is He is actually going to try it again.
2: He's going to be warm and oxidised now. Yes. So we're actually uh, a
1: live tasting right right now of revisiting one of the beers we did on the video.
0: Just without the bag on his head.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a nicely made beer. Um, See, like we were saying, you're more critical with a bag on your head, as everyone knows.
0: Because um, um, everyone who it, listens to this podcast drink the take, the oh, takes a <laughs> box, bag on the drink with bags on the head.
1: Drink bags on the head, although not plastic bags. I don't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> drink drink with something cloth covering your eyes. Don't put plastic bags on your head, kids, because
2: you shouldn't be listening to this beer podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it it, just, it doesn't. It it's one of those things where the aerosmith IPA just had like something actually that's kind of hard to put into words.
0: So I wonder if it's also the order we had in because. That was, our first, that, was, that was our first beer, to all intents and purposes. Crisp, sharp, fresh. Well, actually it wasn't that fresh, but it just hit the mark for all of us. So yeah, I suppose, like you said, Steve, you had a, a point, didn't you? You had a, a baseline. Yeah,
2: yeah
1: that, that'd been set, and that had been set quite high
0: uh, early on.
2: Early so. on. I mean, you guys had had a beer already, full disclosure, I had a couple. So it wasn't, the, it wasn't like the first beer of the day feeling, where almost anything does. No,
1: still had that still a bit of content. Yeah. That's true. We did have a have a shot. Did have a shot? A warm up. A, a warm up bit, yeah. Because you can't you can't go into these things. You can't just dive in. Clear head. head. No, yeah. no, that's, no, just that's, that's rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We'd do that. So, okay. So where, where did we, where did we go from that one? Was so
0: there? beer number five. We actually uh, we actually had a little bit of a disagreement on this one about whether it was hazy or not. So it was hazy. This is beer number five. It's actually called Amazing Haze. And I think um, even I think during the video, Johnny may actually have named it as a hazy beer, as it given it haze Hazy days, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so have you trademarked
2: that yet? No, should I? I think. Okay, should. that, that From, counts. top okay.
0: record. <laughs> TM. So Johnny and myself both Makes said it, it. Both said it was hazy. I mean, I give it a seven. Johnny gave it a six. You said it wasn't hazy, but you only gave it a five.
1: Yeah, I think um, I was you were, thrown a bit by this one. You weren't
0: fast. Yeah, you, you said you couldn't quite place it, if I remember correctly. I,
1: yeah, I, I, I struggled to pick up what was going on with it. I, I, I think, if I remember rightly, I, I did enjoy the aroma on it. It had yeah. quite, a, quite a big aroma, um, but then when transferring that through to the taste, I just, I, you know, and, and maybe that's one thing that the experiment proved, that, you, you know, that I couldn't actually tell that I was drinking a hazy beer. At, at that point but my scoring possibly reflected that because I didn't enjoy it as much as some of the other beers that were giving me more of the the, the bitterness that I look
0: for yeah no that, that makes sense I think also you're four beers in well that, and that was beer number five wasn't it as well so, five beers in if you yeah.
1: include the, uh, the warm up <laughs>
0: beer um, so you are starting to have to um, I think you had to think, think about it a bit harder as well watching so many beers in so what, when, you, when you do a proper judging, Johnny, yeah. how, how does it work?
2: Well, yeah. well, presumably
0: you're not actually blindfolded, but presumably the beers are just presented. Yeah, well, I mean, no... part of the judging is the visuals. Yeah.
2: So um, with almost every single style, clarity is, is important. Yeah. Um, so you'll be presented usually in batches of maybe six beers. And you, you judge them all in a row and you'll, you'll give the, the visuals, the aromas, the flavours, the mouthfeel, and sometimes the finish. Um, so I mean you're really picking apart a beer there um, there's sort of nothing left unturned so yeah. you, you do get unduly critical like literally it comes down to five IBUs it wasn't five IBUs <laughs> and stuff something like that that you're not you, I mean you're not counting IBUs so that would be one hell of a palate but yeah. you're, you're aware of a lack of bitterness instead of like a generic oh that wasn't quite bitter enough it's like that was literally a little bit less bitter than the beer before and uh,
0: and and stuff like that yeah okay so but do you get um, But you're doing six at a time how many do you do in a session or a day it
2: depends on the judging so sometimes you're judging one style and there's 50 of them sometimes for the World World, uh, world Beer Awards is
0: that the right phrase I can't remember you know, have there is a World Beer award yeah but
2: they're, but they're judging hundreds across a couple of days uh, or Great British Beer Awards uh, Great British Beer Festival they'll be judging hundreds of beers across of
1: days what, as well what's the size of the pour
2: that you get to, to uh minimal, minimal um i was about to say half what i've got in my glass right now but that won't help the uh, <laughs> listeners at home yeah. um yeah, you, can, you can tell when you've got somebody that doesn't work with audio <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe 50 <laughs> to this <speak. maybe. laughs> big on, on on some of them uh you pour yourself so they cover the cover the label yeah yeah, yeah. and then you you is yourself is, so you can give yourself a massive Is
0: of it. that enough to get everything from the beer, though? So say it's a 50 centiliter pour. I mean, Because we, as most people who listen to the bottle share know, the uh, bottle share podcast, we do a bottle share every, every month. And uh, the next one is this week. And depending on the amount of people, you can get either a very minuscule pour, which means you really struggle, I think, personally, to get everything from it, mm. because there isn't actually enough to either do that proper smell but also to just do that taste and aroma mm. and mouthfeel more than once so is that a difficult yeah i mean also if you've got a
2: small pore it oxidizes significantly quicker there's more surface area like beer is a is a i was gonna say a volume product that's not quite what i like it you're supposed to drink it to some extent in volume it's not like a wine yeah so really a great beer is something you want to go back to and back to and back to unless we're talking imperial stouts maybe some of the bigger lambics um so tasting it in those small quantities is not really the perfect way to do it and so the best beers in the world I mean you, you see it every time they release like whoever won the world beer awards or anything like that people are like how the hell did that win that and it's probably because it came from a brewery with a really fucking good lab um, who had the most stable beer and it meant that on that day when it was slightly warm slightly oxidised in a tiny measure it was the beer that survived best and there were that's the major flaw with beer judging that said, obviously that means a pint of that is probably going to taste really, really good. What it means is a beer. I don't know, like say Pliny the Elder. If that was in a judging competition, I'm not sure it would do well. It does really well, but to me that wouldn't do particularly well because if you serve that warm and oxidised, it would taste a bit like honey,
1: really. Um, so so you know, there's two things you've said there that, that really resonate with me. The, the first one is is that uh, about trying a beer in a bigger volume and it tasting better. Whenever I've tried samples of, of, of cask beer so if I, if I go into a bar and I'm not quite sure i ask for a taster they've never been as good as when I get a full pint of it. Yeah. so you, you know that, that small taster will give me enough to say yeah actually I want to have a pint of that and then drink the pint it's a completely different beer and the second one is about planting the elder I've, I've had that twice once was as a share between 10 or 12 people of which I've got a tiny tiny measure and I was I was pretty much completely not fussed about it, I was like, nah, it's nothing. And then the second time was, I was lucky enough, someone got me a bottle just to myself, and it was a completely different beer. Yes, yeah. It was like a completely different experience. So 8% beer,
2: but it, it should be drunk by the pint. Yeah. Uh, drink responsibly, but also drink it yes. by the pint. Because that, that is what that is what's joyous about that beer in this world now, in all these hugely flavoured beers, that beer is the, the definition of balance and drinkability. 8%. It's crazy.
0: But then if you're judging it, you've judged it from a small measure, which you said, near. Yeah. Versus having the bottle to yourself. We you went, that's brilliant.
1: But again, though, I agree with what you're saying about the, the, the bottle share. And when we go to bottle share, you know, sometimes you'll get a very, very small measure of something. And you'll just be like, just as you're finishing it, you're, you're like, just beginning to get what that beer is about. Yeah. And now it's gone. Yeah. So it's very, very difficult to. To, to i suppose judge or to
2: score a beer just based on a, on a oh, very, very yeah and the, i've done judging where the beer that's won is not the beer that i would have if i went into a pub with all those beers on that i just judged it's very rare for the winner to be the one
0: to be like fancy pint of that yeah that's that's quite insightful actually that is quite insightful so the last beer yes beer, yes. beer number six so beer number six um this one wasn't hazy um or was it hazy? No, it was very oh, much clear. Swiss so ones this one's clear. clear yeah, so this one's crystal clear. And it was, uh, but it wasn't loved that much, was it? So Johnny gave it a five. And uh, and here we have. We're going to <laughs> taste, <laughs> it. <We're laughs> gonna taste that it again. Yeah. Have happen. <laughs> um, and uh, Steve, by magic. Steve and myself gave it a six each. But I think we both said there was a bit of haze. Yeah, I,
1: I, I did. I, I thought it was a little bit hazy.
0: We both said it had a bit of haze. That was the only one yeah. I think that I sort of misjudged in that respect.
2: Yeah. Uh, so now I think I think that's how I think it's bottle conditioned. It might have had the bottoms of it because I'm getting a bit of yeasty marmite missing that maybe. But I, I was surprised it had a really lovely full body, which is I think why you guys <laughs> All thought well. it was. Hazey. Yeah. And it yeah. Did, yeah. I mean, it was it was a really nice beer and probably by the smallest brewery that was in this. Oh, yeah. Maybe Brew York's smaller, but um really small brewery making a crystal clear IPA that was it was pretty good. I mean, well, I gave it five. Yeah, we, we that, didn't that score it high. trillium trillion it, though, no. and... Uh, oh, so, so what What, what was it big? I don't think I've actually mentioned what it was. Sorry, yet.
0: Bullfinch Brewery Wolf, American Pale Ale, which came in at 5.8%. For me, the body was definitely bigger than that probably 5.8%, probably wasn't it? the
1: lowest ABV we had as, as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah. Malfield was, it was the mouthfeel for me, which sort of, it felt full and thick which is why I, I went for the, uh, the hazy, ver- hazy on, the, on the voting. I'm quite happy with where I went, where I pitched on my hazy versus non-hazy beers, bearing in mind we were blindfolded.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it was an interesting experiment to do. I know we've spoken about yeah. doing it a, a number of times. I'm just not sure we've really learned anything from it, if, if I'm completely honest. No. I, I don't
0: know. It hasn't, well, it hasn't changed my mind. So I'm exactly where I was before we started Agreed. in that respect. Yeah. I think you probably are as well. And I don't think it's changed your mind, does it, John? Because you, you got straight away, we've gone to type. So yeah, yeah, the beers we're drinking while we're recording this, we've gone for two clear West Coast-style IPAs, and you've gone for, for a fruity one, haven't you?
2: Yeah. But what I would say is, so, so we talk about on the channel every now and then, we talk about the, the circle of craft. So that's Sorry, so, circle
0: of craft. C- c- that is c- a good um, phrase. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the experience.
2: So you, so you <laughs> just sit back and enjoy yeah. this one. There you go, crack my knuckles. <laughs> so you go through the circle of craft. So you start off with your craft discovery, which is usually an IPA. Uh, and once you have that IPA and you drink loads of IPA and then you start to go like, oh, I've had quite a lot of this. And you start moving around. So you might go, I think usually the next thing is probably Imperial Stouts. And then you might end up in Belgium. You might have some lambics. And then you're like, "Whoa! Well, I've drunk a lot of sour and weird beer, and I'm having acid reflux." And you might have a lager, maybe for the first time in a long time. Yeah, and so you, you start I've loving that lager. I've just gone straight from imperial to lager. <laughs> 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 okay, so you've done the, 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 the I don't know, the Triangle. half-eaten pie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you keep going round. So what that has had the effect of? So I've been on a, a big East Coast kick, probably for a, p- nine months now. And having that beer, like when I drank it with my with my blindfold on, blindfold on, I was just I was blown away by how good that was. And I feel like now, next time I go into a bar, I'm not going to look for something hazy. I'm going to look for something clear, and I'm going to look for that gorgeous piney, grapefruity, resiny aroma again, which I haven't longed for in quite a while. I think I'm that one here is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, done. Yeah,
0: done. Another one
2: converted. Back back to the calls. Oh, but I'll be back. <laughs> oh, but I like. I mean, the, I, I guess the test was slightly flawed in that we were, we were asking not just a bunch of people who had slightly different opinions on it, but we were asking to compare two things that are surprisingly different. Yes. Um, like, what we proved... Look, they
1: couldn't be more different, could they? If, if, you, if, you, if you're going east coast to west coast, you, you've got one that is crystal clear and it's absolutely as bitter as hell and it just gives you such a, such, such a kick in the balls when you drink it, as opposed to the, the East Coast, which is cloudy, hazy, and just gives you a nice little cuddle mm. as, 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 as you're drinking it. That's, I don't think you could get to
2: such different opposing styles. Not, not within a style, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you stuck an Imperial Stout Max to a... Oh, well, yeah. well, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with, yeah, with within the, style, yeah. within the same style. We still want an IPA. Within the there. bracket
1: of IPA. It's, it's ridiculous how far apart those two beers
2: are. But then we did fail to pick out a couple. So yes. to some extent it points to, do we drink with our eyes a little bit?
0: Um, definitely, I would say. Definitely. I,
1: I, I'd agree as well. I, I definitely, you know, if I'm served up a glass of beer that I can't see through, I'm a little bit like... You know,
0: You've marked it down.
1: Yeah. But how do
2: you feel about Colonel then?
1: <laughs> ah, no, no. <laughs> oh, God, I know. Oh, no, well, no, because I I don't think Colonel's murky. I think Colonel's hazy. They, they started London Murk.
2: They are. They London They did, Merc.
1: but I still think they're that they're now hazy. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to what we now have, as in terms of Merc. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. True. I, I think. I think Colonel. I uh, I have always said I would love to do um, a opinions poll that that simply asks: Have you ever had a bad Colonel beer? Yes or no, and I, I would think it would be the first poll we'd ever get a hundred percent on. I've it. had a bad kernel beer. Oh you're, you're the one percent. Really? I I've, I don't think I've ever drunk a I kernel beer I've been
2: like, you know, no, not, no, no, I'm done with that. What? Well, hey, well, I didn't say I'm done with that. <laughs> went, oh, that's a shame. What other kernel have you got? Ah, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: uh-huh, so if that was being served somewhere, was that down to the to to the brewery or to the
2: bar? Uh, I'm trying to wrap my brains, but I mean. It, it, it would surprise me for Colonel's, to put out a beer that yeah. they weren't entirely happy with. However, I've also had beers uh, in a bottle where everything their QA has broken down. Yeah. Um, but also, you expect that with a small brewery. Like did, It didn't change my view of Colonel in the slightest, the fact that I had a bottle that was evidently at the end of a run and was just, just in a stringent mess. Because, like you say, 99 out of 100 Colonel beers I've had have been fantastic. Just, fantastic. Yeah. So,
1: we didn't really learn a lot, did we? No, we learned we could drink beer with a bang on our head. And we learned that we tend to stick to type. Yeah. As, as well. And, and but we know our type. We, we do, and I think probably the most telling thing that we've learned is that we still have
2: faces for radio. Yes. You don't know that. I'm sure there's very, lots of very kind comments being written right now. I those guys yeah. should start yeah. filming themselves more often. We're,
0: with bags, not <laughs> <either. laughs> <laughs> so, so, so got. Go actually pull <laughs> the bag all, all the way down. <laughs>
1: yeah, so we can't see them. Um, no, it's, it's, been, it's been fun to do, though. Yes. Uh, and it, it's, it's been fun to also sit down and kind of revisit the beers as well, and, and to be able to dig into them a little bit more, because I know we were a little bit time restrained with being able to do that on the
2: video. Yeah. And I think I think uh, what what I've learned from it is that we drink with our eyes quite a lot, and we were slightly thrown by some bits, uh, and that maybe the biggest issue with East Coast IPAs is, is, the, to some extent, the lack of bitterness that doesn't leave you wholly satisfied at the end. And I think, as with all craft beer styles, as people experiment, they'll, they'll probably raise the bitterness in response to that, um, Like, as we've already seen West Coast IPAs, the bitterness has come down. So it's That's all, true. Yeah, it's it's it of, mellowed out a little uh, bit, rather than the... Yeah, everything's uh, sort of balancing out, and we'll end up probably... Probably with two beautiful styles and at the moment they're just a bit too extreme and unusual. Yeah. So, I
1: think that brings to an end, our oh, I think so. A very scientific oh, experiment that, that we did. The
0: most scientific.
1: Ever, <laughs> ever. Ever done. Um, there are links in the show notes, as I say, to the video that we did and to the Craft Beer channel. Uh, Johnny, just in case people can't be bothered to read those, um, just t- tell people so where they can find you.
2: YouTube.com slash the Craft Beer channel. Or find us on Twitter at at at, 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 <laughs> all the ats. At, 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 i have forgotten by the time <laughs> I said all the ats. At Beer Channel. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, well, that was, that
1: was good fun. That was good really, fun. I really enjoyed, enjoyed that.
0: that. And
2: just, a, just a final thank
1: you as well to um, our hosts for both the video and the podcast. Uh, we've been at Ghost Whale in Brixton. If you are ever in the area, make sure you come along and check out the extensive range of refrigerated beers and also the four tap
0: lines Yes, that and I can believe are sat just behind me there drink it's in or, it's or take out, out. It's got a hazy dipper on that
2: isn't mm-hmm. it, it, it has oh, yeah well, steep, <laughs> all and over there will there. be a in the show notes <laughs> to
1: Ghostwell as well in case you want to check them out because I do believe they do online sales as well so it's well worth checking them out um, guys it's been an absolute pleasure I've um, really enjoyed it
0: cheers 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 so-